Today at Kayla's Church, we're discussing how to have daily devotions. Like every day? Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Amrita Jiva. And I'm Pradeep Jiva. And we're so thankful that you're joining us. Kalos means beautiful in Greek, and we hope that you would experience the beauty mm -hmm. of Jesus. Right now, we have people meeting online and in person at our watch parties in downtown Bellevue. If you would like to get connected to Kalos Church, we would love to see you at our next meet and greet. Yes. Well, before we hear a great message from Pastor Amrita, woohoo, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we want to share some good news and a prayer request. And right now we're celebrating that we just, as a church, baptized four people. Yeah! And this happened a couple oh. of weeks ago and we filmed it in an intimate environment. Yeah. But we're just so thankful that Sally and Randall and Marcel and Kira all got baptized. Mm -hmm. We want to show you a video of that right now. Let's give it up Amazing. to the Lord right now. Come on. I love it. So much life change, even in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Just want to say we're so proud of you and we are with you. And I'm excited to see more people encounter the love of Jesus. Amen. 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 And we want to take a moment to pray right now. It's Valentine's Day. It's February 14th. For many of us, that means, oh my goodness, I forgot. There's a lot of pressure. Got to get a gift. For others of us, we're reminded that we're single and we're like, ah, I don't want to be single. I'm hoping I can find someone. Uh, some of us, it's like, ah, just another uh, marketing ploy from yeah. capitalist American companies. Is <laughs> that so what, whatever situation you're in? We just want to take a moment to pray for the relationships here at Kalos Church, whether you're in a, a season of singleness, whether you're called to be single for life, or you are in a relationship. So yeah. let's pray. Yeah. Dear Father, we're just so thankful for relationships. And right now we pray a blessing for marriages, uh, engagements, dating couples. And Lord, we pray on this Valentine's Day, Lord, that you would be glorified, that you'd bring unity and peace in all these relationships. You'd bring healing and wholeness in all the areas we need it. For those of us who are longing for that special connection, Lord, I pray that you would provide a special person. Lord, I pray that you bring grace and opportunities for those of us who are dealing with loneliness. Lord, I pray that you would help us navigate all of that. And Lord, for those of us who are just Call to singleness, Lord. I, I pray for grace and, and all that you want to accomplish in all of our lives, Lord. It would be accomplished, Lord, according to your will. And so, Lord, we lift you up on this Valentine's Day and we lift up all of these kind of situations and pray, Lord, that your name would be lifted up high. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, without further ado, Pastor Amrita is going to continue our series on Christian disciplines. 
Well, I'm excited to continue this series where we are practically helping one another really become disciples of mm. Jesus. And this is really exciting. We have covered how to read the Bible, how to have a prayer life, being a Christian friend. And we're doing all these things. It's so wonderful. But sometimes trying to do these things separately is really hard to mm. keep up with. Mm. And so I want to introduce to you today a spiritual discipline called daily devotions. Mm. And this will help you consolidate all of these various disciplines that we've been preaching about into a sustainable rhythm. We have to look at the life of Jesus because we see that he did something very consistently during his time on earth. And I think that we have to look at it very closely and incorporate it into our own lives. Mm. And that is that Jesus often spent time alone with God. Mm. Look at all of these scriptures where it lays out where Jesus would spend time alone in a solitary place with God. Luke 5 says, yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Mark 1:35. very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 6, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him. Matthew 14, 13. When Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been beheaded, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Matthew 14. After Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was still there alone. Mm. So Jesus had all these moments where he went away specifically to pray and to spend time with God. And then he goes as far to tell the disciples that they need to do the same. In Matthew 6, 6, he says this, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Jesus began his ministry in solitude. Hmm. It's how he dealt with troubling emotions and time and grieving. It's how he prepared for important ministry events. It's how he prepared for his death hmm. on the cross. And you know, you often hear Pastor Pradeepan and I talk about the Christian faith and how it's meant to do together. We walk together mm -hmm. and grow in God together. And we very much believe that. But there is a part of our growth in Jesus, a relationship that only you can have with God. Mm -hmm. And so we want you to not underestimate the power of a solitary time with God, just you and Him. You know, I'm actually horrible at being alone. Hmm. Pastor Pradeepan and I talk all the time. He really needs a lot more alone time than mm -hmm. I do. I could really be with others. I kind of have this like bandwidth to be with others. And it doesn't really bother me for a long time. Until I became a mother, though, I will say this did change. <laughs> yes. Now I love my mm -hmm. alone time. But you know what? In college, um, I took actually a spiritual disciplines class mm. in college. And our instructor took us on a two-day trip where it was actually called a retreat of silence and solitude. Wow. And we weren't allowed to talk to anyone for two whole days. For <laughs> someone like me, this is terrifying. I actually asked asked my instructor if I could at least sing or pray out loud because I wanted to at least hear someone's voice, even if it was my own. But it was hard and I did it. And you know what? It actually turned out to be one of my most favorite college experiences wow. because in that time, in that quietness, I did sing loud to myself. But 
I really connected with God. I was like aware of him more. Mm -hmm. I had like a, a peace in my heart. And it was like easier to be in his presence when mm -hmm. I was like alone and spending time just with him. But I had to ask myself, why was it so terrifying to think about solitude? Mm -hmm. Jesus did it. Why couldn't I do it? Many of us have a difficult time spending alone time with God. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking mm -hmm. about self-care. I'm not talking about just alone time that just replenishes you. You know, I think for both introverts and extroverts, oftentimes we spend time alone, but we like to read books. Mm -hmm. We like to watch TV. Mm -hmm. We're texting our friends. We're not actually spending time with God mm -hmm. alone. And so we're incredibly distracted people mm -hmm. and we avoid solitude. And I think there's a reason why we avoid solitude that we have to look very closely at. In solitude, I get rid of my scaffolding. No friends to talk with, no telephone calls to make, no meetings to attend, no music to entertain, no books to distract, just me, naked, vulnerable, weak, sinful, deprived, broken, nothing. It is this nothingness that I have to face in my solitude. Nothingness so dreadful that everything in me wants to run to my friends, my work and my distractions so that I can forget my nothingness and by myself believe that I am worth something. Mm. Wow. Here it is in our, in our solitude and where our insecurities begin to rise and mm. they come to the surface and it's really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to reckon with the fact that, well, I've actually found my worth in my busyness, mm. in my work, in my relationships. And so we avoid being alone at all costs. And I love this quote that says, for every kind of reason, good and bad, we are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. Hmm. But when we look at the ways of Jesus, we find that solitude is a place that we were actually designed for. I think we deprive ourselves of something that actually we were created for. When we look in the scriptures, the busier Jesus got, hmm. the more he needed mm -hmm. solitude, the more he needed time alone with God. Solitude, solitude is the furnace of transformation. Without solitude, we remain victims of society and continue to be entangled in the illusions of the false self. Hmm. So how do we embrace solitude and spending time with God? How do we incorporate all of these spiritual dis disciplines in a sustainable daily way? Well, I believe that the answer is having a devotional life. Hmm. And a devotional life, some of you may have never even heard this before. It's a daily discipline in which you intentionally spend time connecting with God. So really, we set a time every single day and we pray and we read our Bible and we worship and we just spend time connecting to the source of life, which we were created for. Yeah. And I want to show you what a devotional life can look like and remind us how vital it is to have this as a part of our growing relationship with God. The first one is this, daily devotions are essential for connection. We are cultivating a relationship with God, with all of these disciplines. And so for me, every day I try to take time to set aside a time to uh, spend time with God. I choose a place, I set a time, I put it in my calendar like it's an important meeting just like with anyone else. And so it's important to schedule this time. It's important to decide when you're gonna do it. Are you gonna do 
it in the morning or the afternoon or the evening. For me personally, I kind of do it somewhere like after the, I first wake up. So I'm not like so tired mm -hmm. or right when I'm about to go to sleep somewhere mid morning a little bit so that I can be aware and awake and I can minister to Jesus. He can minister back to me. Hmm. And you know, mine has changed over the years. It's okay to be flexible with this. And you also need to decide the duration of time. Maybe you just need to start with 15 minutes mm. or 10 minutes. Sometimes you can get to 30 minutes because you are loving spending this time with God, but make it a realistic goal. Mm. And I think finding the right place is key where there's no distractions, there are no disruptions. You know, I actually like um, the doing my devotional time in my bed, but on top of my covers. So I'm not like in <laughs> yeah. my covers and I'm all cozy and I could just fall asleep. <laughs> but right on my nightstand, I keep my Bible and a journal and a pen. And I love it because it's all set up. It's right there. It's like when you're about to go work out, you keep your tennis shoes right beside the door mm. so that you go work out every day. But I love this because it just sets me up for success and I can just do a daily devotion and quiet time solitude with God. Mm. And I love this. You know, Paul actually desired this kind of connection with God in Philippians 3. He says, I gave up all that inferior stuff so that I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. Paul wanted to know Christ personally. And the way that he would know Christ personally is to spend intentional, consistent time with God. Mm. He was devoted to him. He was devoted to him so much. He said, uh, Jesus, I want to be a partner with you, even in death mm. and even in suffering. I want to know you. And that takes a, a relationship, mm. a deep relationship with God. You know, mm. I remember when Pastor Pradeepan and I were falling in love it's Valentine's Day, so it's appropriate to tell you a little bit about our love. We started texting each other nonstop. But this was back in the day when my phone looked like this. <laughs> I actually kept this phone because I want to plug it back in someday and look at all of our yeah. love text messages. You know, we literally T9 worded our way into a romantic relationship. The problem was is that Pastor Pradeepan's phone looked like this. And it was pretty much cracked all the time. So it was hard to have a consistent uh, text messaging flow back and forth. But he was so in love with mm -hmm. me that he like figured out a way to text me. <laughs> <laughs> but we had that constant connection, that constant daily mm -hmm. connection with one another. where We were building a relationship and strengthening our relationship and really just falling for each other. So I encourage you to carve out a time to connect with God. Mm. Number two, daily devotions are essential for direction and correction. One of the most practical ways to experience God's direction in your life, or even his correction, is to read the Bible. I encourage you to make sure that reading the Word of God is a vital part of your relationship with him and a part of your daily devotions. Joshua 1.8 says, Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night mm. so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Mm. You know, I normally read the word of God in my daily devotions. Uh, oftentimes I do it on my phone because on my phone, I have the YouVersion Bible app and already in a Bible app, there are authors that have already created written devotions that are already broken up into mm -hmm. different days. So it's actually very convenient. It's very easy. I encourage 
encourage you to spend time reading your Bible. You can also listen to your Bible on audio, whatever works best for you. Make sure that the, the scriptures are part of that, that solitude with God. Mm-hmm. I remember in high school, I used to read a devotional called Our Daily Bread. Come on, this somebody. This was an, an old school <laughs> devotional, and it was so cute because it was like pocket size. Mm-hmm. You can fit it right into your Bible. But I loved this, and it would like speak to my yes. heart as yes. a high schooler. Yes, Lord. But have you ever needed direction in your life? Mm-hmm. You're asking God, do I take this job? Do I take this promotion? Do I marry this guy or this girl? I have a difficult choice to make in front of me. Maybe you've needed correction. You need God to kind of, God to kind of nudge you back mm. into the right track with him. But what often happens is when we get into these situations, we treat God like a magic genie and we ask him to come tell us what to do next. Please, God, I need to know right now. Can you just show up for me? But this is why I encourage you to make daily devotions a part of your daily life with Mm. the scriptures. Because what happens is that God begins to illuminate scripture to us that will speak directly to our situation. Mm -hmm. When you cultivate a relationship with the word of God, with God, it is key Mm. to getting direction in your life, to getting correction in your life. The more you engage with the scriptures, the more you engage with God. Mm -hmm. Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Mm. God wants to give you direction. He cares about every detail Mm -hmm. of your life. He wants to transform your heart. And sometimes that doesn't always happen on a Sunday morning, but it can happen in that quiet devotional place with God every Mm -hmm. single day. I remember one of the hardest things about becoming a mother and a leader of a church that we started is that there were times in my life where I just felt so overwhelmed. Hmm. I, I felt like I was spread too thin and I was falling short. I was kind of failing everybody. And it was in these moments that I decided to get back into my daily devotional routine. And I went to God with a heavy heart one time and I just started reading the scriptures and It's true, the Holy Spirit revealed a scripture to me that really spoke to my situation. And it's found in John 1, 16. From his abundance, we receive grace upon grace. Hmm. And it spoke to me so deeply. It reminded me that I can't really do it all. Hmm. And that God was not asking me to do at all, that it's only by his grace that I could live and breathe and raise my children and be a good wife and be a good pastor. And, you know, I I realized that God was helping me follow his pace, the pace of grace, Mm. not the pace of Amrita's crazy life. I felt God really touch me. He was giving me the grace to grieve on Mm. some days. He was giving me the grace to rest. He was giving me the grace to work hard. It was his grace. And what was so comforting to me about this scripture is that it talks about the abundance of God's grace. Mm. It never runs out. I needed to hear that. I needed to know that it wasn't going to be in my own strength, but it was going to be in God's grace and that it would never run out. And so I shared this moment with Pradeepan and I mm-hmm. told him, this is really touching me. It's helping me get through a really difficult time. And so it became a mantra in our house. And we had our friend Stephanie Leems, who just started her business, yeah. Sweet Pine Company, Come create on. a wall decoration for us. I'm going to show it to you. Here it is. Stephanie Leems, everybody. But this became something that we wanted to put in our house that Mm -hmm. we could see every single day from his abundance we receive grace upon grace so 
Thank you, Stephanie. It's amazing. If you need something, go to her. But every day we walk past this and we remember, okay, it's not in our strength. God yeah. is guiding. He is giving us grace to do it. So I encourage you, read scripture. It will touch you because that whole thing started in a solitary place between me and God mm. in a daily devotion. Number three, daily devotions are essential for refreshment. I used to treat my daily devotions like a legalistic thing, a box mm. that I checked off every day. And when I didn't do it, I was a really bad Christian. But I found out actually that it's not supposed to feel like that. In fact, it's the very opposite. It can be something that refreshes you. So when you take the pressure off a little mm -hmm. bit, you keep your commitment. I found that the most refreshment that I found in my daily devotions was in prayer. Hmm. Prayer is an important part of your daily devotions. This is where you can step into the presence of God. You can confess your sins. Sometimes I read liturgical prayers. I write prayers. I pray for others. I talk to God. I let him speak to me and I listen and I let him search my heart. Mm. Martin Luther said, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. Hmm. You don't have to have a daily <laughs> devotion that is three hours. But something that really helps me as I pray in this time of being in God's presence is to journal. Mm. I write down what I read in the scripture. I wrote down that scripture that I shared with you. Mm -hmm. It's how I make things applicable. I write down how the scripture is applicable in my life. I write down anything that I heard from God or I feel like I might have heard from God. And I have tons of journals just full of, of times when I was spending time alone with God in daily devotions. And I look back on them and I see how incredibly faithful God has been. And the reality is, is the world is continually trying to beat us down, to mm. tear us down. Sometimes in life we feel so attacked, we mm. feel defeated, mm -hmm. we feel overwhelmed like I was feeling. But where can we go to find healing? You know, I encourage you, it's in this time of prayer in God's presence that you can be refreshed, that you can find healing, that you can find God. And you don't have to wait till Sunday to do it. Mm -hmm. You can experience this source of life and peace and rest with God every day. I love this scripture in Isaiah 40. But they who wait on the Lord mm -hmm. shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm -hmm. There are some days at the end of the day where Pastor Pradeep and I were so exhausted from kids and ministry and phone calls and meetings that we just kind of look at each other and we're like, I think you need to go to a solitary place, <laughs> go spend some yeah. time rejuvenating. Yeah. And honestly, it really is. Even if it's 15 <laughs> minutes, God will replenish yeah. us. He will strengthen us again. Amen. 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 Number four, daily devotions are essential for worship. I don't know about you, but I don't naturally walk around worshiping God all day. You know, when I'm shopping or when I'm stuck in traffic, I'm just not really thinking about the Lord, let alone praising Him. So I incorporate worship into my devotional time. A lot of times I'll turn on worship music or even instrumental music. Mm -hmm. Kalo's Church has incredible playlists, worship playlists on Spotify that you can turn on. I turn these on a lot. Mm -hmm. And you can even worship without music. You can just glorify God. You can just tell that you love him. But this mm -hmm. solitary place, I think, can be uh, a place where you can worship him. You don't even have to be a good singer. You can just <laughs> sing your guts out in your solitary place because you're alone. Mm -hmm. But worship does something to our souls. Yeah. And it brings so much attention to God. And it makes the other things in our life 
really a lot smaller because we're able to look at God and we're mm -hmm. able to say, God, you are on the throne, not my problem. Yeah. Romans 12 says this, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Mm. God is worthy of our worship, our adoration, our devotion. He deserves that we would pour out our hearts for him. This act should happen, like I said, more than just on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, there are times that I look at my husband on Valentine's Day and I just give him lots of adoration. I'm like, honey, you're so handsome. You're so buff. You know, I love singing the Golden Girls theme song <laughs> with you, you know, and he doesn't really like this mushy stuff. He gets a little uncomfortable, like PDA on the camera. Uh, but I give him some adoration and love and praise sometimes. And this is what you can give to God as well. Tell him how much you love him. Mm -hmm. You know, every morning I try to spend time in the word of God and then I take my kids to school and on the way to school I turn on worship music really loud in the car and I worship and I love it because my kids are also witnessing this adoration for God and mom like driving and raising her hands in worship at the same time and they love it so I wanted to just show you uh you know me in the car doing school <laughs> drop-off Well, clearly that wasn't me, but it's still really fun to kind of jam out in the car. But I just want to encourage you, Kalos Church, to commit to a daily devotion. You don't have to be legalistic about it. You don't have to shame yourself if you're not able to do it every day. But I encourage you to be as consistent as you can. I'm excited for you. Think about it like this. You don't eat a meal once a week. You eat a meal daily. And this will teach you how to feed yourself through a devotional life, through a solitary place with God. Matthew mm -hmm. 633 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. As Pastor Pradeepin so well rhymed, seek his face <laughs> and everything will fall into place. Round five. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I believe that this is going to really impact your life. You know, lately I've spent a lot of time with people who are really struggling. They're feeling heavy, they're feeling down, they're feeling exhausted, just generally unhappy. Mm. And you know, a lot of these people are doing self-care, a lot of these people are working out, eating healthy, and they're just saying to me, Amrita, I don't know why I feel this way. I just feel bad, I emotionally don't feel good. And I'm realizing more and more that we're starving ourselves of a connection with God. Mm. And I believe that this would really change our lives. When we operate in this kind of deficit, we really do struggle. Yeah. But I really think that if you would amp yourself up again, if you used to have a devotional life and now you need to do it again, do it. Mm -hmm. If you've never had a devotional life, there's no right way or wrong way to do this. Just spend time connecting with God. I believe it will really begin to lift our spirits. Mm. I want to close with this quote. For them, solitude is not a private therapeutic place. Rather, it is the place of conversion, the place where the old self dies and the new self is born, the place where the emergence of the new man and the new woman occurs. Mm. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that you are a God that will be so personal with us mm. and you long to have a relationship with us and you are pursuing us. And so, Lord, I pray that we would pursue you back 
Mm. Lord, I pray that you would help us to find a time to commit to this, to have a daily time where we are connected with you. Lord Jesus, I, I pray that you would help us find places where there's no distraction. Mm. You would help us to, to, as we continue to do this, we would fall in love with it, that we just couldn't mm. stay away from a relationship and with time with you. So Lord, I just pray for the grace now to be able to do daily devotions, to incorporate these spiritual disciplines in a sustainable rhythm in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, for those of you who may be hearing about Jesus for the first time, or maybe you have known Jesus, but you feel like you've fallen away, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender your life to him mm -hmm. and to just say, God, I want to be connected to you. I'm that person that Pastor Pritipan was, in, or Pastor Amrita was talking about, mm -hmm. where I feel like I am needing a connection with you. It's not too late to start a life mm -hmm. with God. So I'd love for us to pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, if you pray that prayer, we are so proud of you. And if you pray that for the first time, we want to make sure your start, your journey yeah. with Jesus is not one where you're completely alone. Even though we're talking about solitude, we yeah. want to yep. walk with you as pastors, as a church, yeah. as friends in your journey of following Jesus. Mm -hmm. So please text the number on the screen so we can follow up with you all. Amen. Pastor Maritha, thank you so much for a great message. That is really beneficial. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have heard a message like that when I first became Christian. And I believe it's going to be a blessing for you. Please share this on social media if you think it could bless someone. And uh, right now, before we transition into a time of singing and some announcements, we want to continue to worship the Lord with our finances. Right now, Kalos is supported by many people who are giving financially yeah. and worshiping the Lord with their money. And we are so thankful for all the people that are contributing Amen. to what God is doing. Because what we're doing as a church is we're seeing God change lives. And yeah. when you invest in Kalos, you're investing in God changing lives. And right now we want to show you one of these stories of life change from one of our own uh, wonderful woman of God named Vashti. Let's watch this video right now. Hi Kalos, my name is Vashti and today I want to share with you how small groups impacted my life during this past year. As an introvert at heart, I find it very difficult to join big group gatherings. I become very nervous. I don't really know what to do with myself. But about a year ago, Linda invited me to her small group. I was hesitant to attend because I didn't know what to expect. But regardless, I showed up. And let me tell you, I loved it. I met wonderful people. And through the sharing of their personal stories, I learned so much more about God. Also, this past fall, Emmy invited me to co-lead a small group with her. I was unsure if I was ready to lead because I had never done this before, but Emmy believed in me so much that I said yes to Jesus and yes to serving alongside Emmy. And it was a wonderful, wonderful season of small group. I knew that I can count on these ladies to show up every week and have rich and deep conversations around what Jesus was doing in our lives during this unique season. I have found small groups to be a safe community for me to lean on, 
people to ask for prayer. I can ask them to pray with me and for me. I can be vulnerable. I can share the hardships and the beautiful things that God is doing in my life during this season. So with that, I want to encourage you to participate and join a small group this season. Trust me, you are not going to regret it. You're going to meet wonderful people. You're going to make new friends, pray with and for people in your small group. And your relationship with Jesus is going to become so much more rich. So I hope to meet you during this season of small group. Thanks, Vashti, for sharing that testimony. Yeah, what a blessing. Amazing. I love those. Well, I have three quick announcements before we sing together. Announcement number one is this. We launched small groups. Yes! And these small groups are amazing. It's a weekly so time to connect, uh, to pray together, to worship together, to hike together, to play Smash Brothers together, yeah. to learn how to sign language. I mean, it's just amazing to connect and find friends in a church. And so we encourage you, go to this website right now, see what they are, and sign up for one. Announcement number two is this. We are doing a church outreach. Yeah. We want to partner with the Sophia Way Ministry, which helps women who are experiencing homeless. And yeah. right now in this quarantine and pandemic with job losses, uh, a lot of people are experiencing homelessness yeah. and financial heartaches. And we uh, uh, had been praying and talking with the Sophia Way, how can we be a blessing to you and your ministry? And so they asked us as a church, will you donate 30 meals and 30 encouraging notes to our women? And each meal will only cost $12 and we'll partner with a local restaurant. So it'll be a win-win situation for our community. And we said, yes, we absolutely can. So if you would like to be part of this outreach to help these women, please go to our website that we're placing on the screen right now. We only have 30 spots available, and we believe that we can be a blessing and practically show the beauty of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And the last announcement is we still have room for our meet and greet. We really want to meet you, especially if you've been watching online. We want to connect with you. We want to hear your story. And we also want to share the story of Kalos Church and yeah. see how we can yeah. partner together to make known the beauty of Jesus. And so sign up. We would love to connect with you. Well, let me bless you before we sing. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, be gracious to you. May you make his face shine upon you and give you great peace in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Well, let's stand and worship. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between Where I used to be and this reckoning And I know I will never be alone There was another in the fire Standing next to me There was another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden Where another died for me There is another in the fire for dead beneath the waters I 
I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. And should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I won't bow to the things of this world. I'll count the joy of every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be I'll count the joy of every 